I'm Sarah. I'm Caitlin. Two women discussing all things in business. Welcome to She's She's the the Boss. We're here. We did it. (laughs) We hit record. Finally, it's been a few months in the making. Sarah and I are here. This is Caitlin. This is Sarah. (laughs) And we've been planning this and strategizing who we're going to have on. And we're finally here to share all of this with you guys uh, because there's not enough podcasts. And so we thought that we needed to have We needed to add to the mix. Of course. No. Uh, Realistically, we we have a lot to offer in terms of being leaders in similar but different industries and a lot of experience and community, right? We both know a lot of women business owners. We do. We do. And we've learned a lot of things the hard way as well. Yes. We've learned through lots of failures. So we're looking forward to to sharing all the things that we've learned the hard way to hopefully help other people not have to learn the hard way. We have some amazing guests on and they all have specialties in different areas and their podcast will be very inspiring. I feel like to lots of women and give lots of great advice on how to successfully run a business. And I mean, we've talked, we're going to be talking about everything from our physical health to emotional health, to accounting taxes Everything that's involved in someone running a business. Right. It's simple. It's, it's simple. simple. Do these quick little steps. Now, it's a, a holistic approach of taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you have a team, taking care of your team and creating a team, taking care of your finances, how do you make decisions, how do you use discernment, right? All of these little nitty gritty things that if you don't know, you don't know, exactly. right? Right. And we'll tell you a little bit about our background. The main reason we're focusing on women on She's the Boss is because, let's face it, women have way more challenges. Um, Not more necessarily, but different challenges Mm -hmm. than men may have in creating their own business and starting a business. So for myself, um, I grew up in Charlotte in the arts industry. Um, I went to the School of the Arts and decided to go to college for music therapy because I wanted to use the arts to help others, um, not just be a performer. So I went to the school for music therapy and ended up marrying my husband. He's actually been my boyfriend since I was 11. <laughs> so we Listen had- we're like little giddy schoolgirls. Yeah. <laughs> so boyfriend since I was 11. During college, we did actually break up and he moved off to be an missionary in Ecuador for six months and then came back, went to basic training and came and visited me at the mall where I was working myself through school. Where were you working at the mall? Aveda. Aveda. That's kind of fancy for a college girl. It was. I loved it. I did makeup for weddings. So. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Just something random. And so he came and visited me and I saw him out in the mall and I was unboxing inventory, tripped over the inventory, literally fell Mm. in the store, head over heels for my man coming back. Um, And we got married and that was, we just celebrated our 19th anniversary of being married. Yes. Which we have recently found out that we have the same wedding anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yours is a little bit, uh, 
further out than mine. We just celebrated 13, but awesome. um, it's a soul connection now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we lived in Colorado for a couple years. I tried to finish my degree out there. I ended up um, getting pregnant with our first daughter who's getting ready to go off to college. Mm. And then we got orders to Fort Bragg. So I finished my degree when we got back here. Um, we had another child, Ethan, and I became a school teacher. I taught um, at a Montessori school for a few years and then a Christian school for a few years and then decided to finish my master's in education. And I did that and decided to quit teaching. Yeah. I mean, it sounds about right. (laughs) Which is funny because I was in a cohort with 11 people and all but one, I believe, have quit teaching now. Mm -hmm. So, um, which is a whole thing, right? It's a whole thing. And that's something you can probably speak on later about the schools. Yes. Um, So quit teaching and started homeschooling my children in order to make extra money, I taught private music lessons out of my home. I had a wait list of 40 kids and had another baby because <laughs> that's what we do. Just keep that going. Yep. <laughs> keep that trend going. <laughs> had another baby, so I couldn't take any more students. But I thought, you know what? I can op- open a brick and mortar place and bring in more teachers to help with all these students. At the same time where we were living, it was so far for me taking my daughter to dance Um, So I decided to open a performing arts studio and that was in 2017. So now fast forward a few years. Now we have a second location. We also have an entire community theater. Um, And when I looked last, there's 1700 students um, signed up for classes. So that, that doesn't include like one student signed up for multiple classes, but 1700 kids in classes mm-hmm. currently. And when did you guys open the Moore County location? Cause I feel like it happened pretty quickly after the Cameron. Yeah. It was August, 2019, which was a challenge because we just got a few months in and <laughs> right. I was pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just keep having that happen. Oh, geez. You was really like your husband. I do. I do. <laughs> and in, I was on bed rest, um, which can be a whole nother podcast about running. Same. Yeah, running a business and having these challenges come up. So um, I was on on bed rest, had baby number four in February 20th, 2020. And um, then the world shut down. So opening a business right before a pandemic with a new lease and all of that going on was super scary. But now we're at a point we had another baby. A year after that. And so five children um, found out a week before my husband's vasectomy, I was pregnant. Yeah. And timing. Yeah. We went through with that. So no more babies. Yeah. And um, we ended up now I'm, we're kind of at the point where we are, he's in the process of retiring and I'm able to step back a little bit from the business. We've raised up great leaders mm-hmm. and I trust them. I love them. And they're really invested in what we're doing in our business. So we are going to start on core solutions, which is, um, consulting and advising other people that want to open arts organizations, Mm -hmm. as well as my husband's becoming, um, a certified coach as he, um, retires from the army. So kind of working on those things together, it's been really exciting. And you're, our journey has crossed paths. It's been in kind of the same growth process, but a little bit, a little bit different And your history and backgrounds different as yeah. well. Yes. So, um, I grew up in Southern California, 
living my best life on the beach there. Um, and grew up in the, you know, the same house through my childhood until my parents sold it in 2018 and moved here with us. Um, but I thought that I would be there forever. And lo and behold, in, in college, I met this handsome man across the bar and he was a bouncer and I was just a bar goer (laughs) and, um, fell in love with him and he happened to be in the military. So a few years later we got married and, uh, he transferred from the Navy to the army and we had a baby and moved to Southern Alabama, which was a culture shock and wonderful to get me out of my comfort zone, um, which was kind of one of the first steps in the journey of like getting out of my comfort zone and doing things that made me uncomfortable, which I think is a really big part of becoming a great leader is pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. Right. right? Especially if you lived in the same house your whole life. Oh, like yes. I can't imagine. <laughs> Everything was so predictable, right? Mm-hmm. I knew, you know, who lived across the street. I knew when my friends came over, where we would go, what we would do. I mean, my life was a little bubble, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so going to Southern Alabama, we were at Fort Rucker, um, had another baby on bed rest. Um, during that period, I started working for Tony Robbins, which um, was a life-changing experience. So I worked in coaching sales um, and was able to have a coach and attend in-person events. And while I was there, I um, helped develop a frontline sales team for them. And so that was kind of my first real step in helping create teams and figuring out what works, what doesn't work, um, what type of leadership styles are effective and which aren't. And so when we moved up here to Fort Bragg, which was the last place I wanted to be when Luke (laughs) told me, uh, what he had put in for his top duty stations. We had agreed on them. And then he called me once he got there and he was like, Hey, I'm actually going to put Fort Bragg in. And I was like, this was not the plan. (laughs) Um, lo and behold, that's where we, we got, and that's where we've been since 2013. Um, and I'm so, so grateful that we are here. Um, in 2015, we had two small children. We were driving, you know, 40 minutes to take them to a Montessori school, which we share in common as well, even though at the time we didn't know. Right. <laughs> um, and that was a nonprofit. I sat on the board there and things with that kind of imploded as it was parent run. Um, and in 2015, uh, our family and two other families rallied that's all I can say is we rallied because it was such an intense experience Mm -hmm. from April of 2015 to open our doors in October of 15, uh, to a basically full school, full staff at that point. Um, and I still worked for Tony Robbins and Luke was still in the army flying. (laughs) So it was a whirlwind. Um, I like to joke that like I blacked out some of those processes. We've talked about that. Like you love the details and the startup and all of that. And I'm like, give me the greater vision in the picture. I can break it down, but you know, I want the, I want the full vision in the picture. I'm the visionary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it was a little traumatic of an experience starting up. Um, but now, yeah, we're, we're going into our ninth school year, which blows my mind. I have moments where I'm like, how is this my life? Like, 
Right. (laughs) What did I do to deserve this? I'm so lucky. And I'm reminded, Luke reminds me all the time, like, this isn't luck, Caitlin. This is intention. Mm -hmm. You set forth the goal. You made strategic decisions based on what the final goal was, which is freedom. And this is how we got here. (laughs) This is not luck. No. And I think that that's probably a big misconception is like, oh, the, those people are so lucky. They have X, Y, and Z. No, they worked for that. They sacrificed for that. Right. So along that journey, you know, Luke has been stationed in Tennessee for the last three years and he just retired. And part of that sacrifice is that me and our children stayed here to be able to really cultivate the business and get it to where it needed to be in order for us to have, um, this, life of freedom once he retired. So now he gets to putz around school and build things and, you know, ride his tractor. And, you know, um, that's a life that we really envisioned and we get to go to our kids' ball games. And I know you were saying the other day how you were at the zoo with Austin. And that is like the life that we've been able to build is that freedom to say, yeah, we're going to go on this field trip. And for our kids to acknowledge Oh, I'm so glad that you can come on every field trip with me, yeah. right? Like that is why we do this. So we're now in a place this, you know, that we've launched this podcast and this is like our evolution as women in business. And part of that evolution for me is to be able to offer that coaching and consulting through Cultivate with KG um, with things like, you know, the Enneagram, how to build up your team, fierce and loving leadership. And it's kind of this next step that is really fun. It's an Mm -hmm. exciting next step. It doesn't feel, um, as heavy and risky as starting a school. (laughs) It feels more fun. (laughs) And I think that's just because we're both in different places in our life at this point. Um, and starting the podcast, I think is really grounded in community for Mm -hmm. us that we both value community and we really value talking about ideas and things versus talking about people. Right. And that's what this podcast is going to be able to offer. We can all succeed and win together, whatever that looks like by supporting each other. And part of that is because we can have these more in-depth and, um, really great conversations about ideas in business and just as moms and women and all of that. And we've been able to have some of those conversations already. Yes. Yeah. Some of our guests that we've had on have such valuable information and it's really going to help other women in business. And I feel like so many times we grow up with this competition mindset, Mm -hmm. but there is room for everyone to succeed. And the more we help others succeed, the more they'll help us succeed as well. I mean, it, it seems so simple to say, but it's a concept that a lot of people do not think of. They feel like, oh, if this person's doing well, it's going to hurt my business. And sure. Like, or just makes you feel bad for some reason. And I don't know where we develop that, especially as women, yeah. that if somebody else is succeeding, then we are less than, but their success has nothing to do with me. No. <laughs> right. Like I'm over here doing my own thing. And half the time we create these stories in our head about, why they're successful or how, you know, they were hooked up to the right people at the right time or whatever, instead of being able just to focus on our story and and really developing it and creating it. And you're right, supporting people along the way. It's like so simple. It's abundance versus scarcity, Mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to be beneficial by also getting advice from other women that have been successful. Mm -hmm. And I've already learned so much from the guests we've interviewed that we've had on here and trying to apply it in my business. And I'm hoping that all the, the women bosses, boss, women, (laughs) (laughs) women bosses. Yeah. Is that right? Um, also gain a lot from it. And I really do think that they will. And especially from, you know, I don't have a business background. And so I kind of figured it all out. I would take some classes online, read all the laws, meet with attorneys, you know, do all of these things. And we will have some of those people on because there is no reason to struggle so hard when there is a network of successful women, even in our own community that can help each other out. And there are great people willing to consult and help team build, um, just like we're both looking forward to doing. So what is, what is something that you enjoy doing on your time off? Do you have anything you enjoy doing on your time off? I do. I have, I have lots of things that I enjoy doing. Um, are any of them that interesting? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, um, I am a big health nut, I guess you would say. I really enjoy working out. We have a uh, gym in our garage and we just built a gym at the school for our teachers. Um, I'm just a really big believer in getting uncomfortable Mm -hmm. (laughs) and moving your body and the mental health wellness that that provides. And the perk is that, you know, your body is also reaping those benefits. Um, You can find me gardening. I really love me some flowers. So I'll tell you, those make me very, very happy for some reason. Oh, I need help with that. I'm, I cannot keep a plant alive and it's really bad. Yeah. I definitely need some help with that. Yeah. I just love pulling up at the end of the day or whenever I come home to our house and seeing all the flowers outside. It like brings me so much joy. It's like those little things that bring me so much gratitude. That just sounds like work to me. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's just too and much I think work. This is the difference is that, um, uh, you know, I love the Enneagram. Um, I'm a self-professed Enneagram connoisseur and I am an Enneagram three and I believe you are a one And here's like a great difference, right? You're like, that's work. That's detailed. Like that is like too much aesthetically. I don't care about that. I need to get home and do whatever I need to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) where I'm like, give me the pretty things, make everything beautiful. Like I love the aesthetics of things. I love interior design. I love fashion. I love, um, flowers in the front of my yard. Like those things bring me joy. And for a typical Enneagram one, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I totally neglect that. I'll have all these great ideas. And even at the, you know, the studio, I'll be like, Oh, we're going to do this landscaping. We're going to do this. And then when it comes down to, well, we've got recital to plan and I've got to get all these kids lined up properly and communicate with their parents about all these things. Then that all goes out the window and I keep looking at it. I'm like, well, that's kind of a bummer that didn't get done, but I don't really care. The important things did. Yeah. And and for me, my off time is the opposite because I am so hypervigilant about details Mm -hmm. and communication and my brain goes a hundred miles per hour. And I still have little ones at home that need my attention. Right. So all day I'm like, a hundred percent. Yeah. You've got the span of almost going to college to like barely preschool age. Right. Right. The youngest just turned two. So, I mean, they're still waking up in the middle of the night sometimes. (laughs) And then number 
three and four child get up at five fifteen. So if I'm up until three with number five and up at five fifteen, I'm not sleeping. So yeah, my off time, I literally spend vegging mm-hmm. and I love the beach. And so I just, any chance I can get, I just get away for the solitude at the beach. And there's something to be said for productivity in taking time for yourself, whether it's 100%. working out gardening or just sitting on the beach. Oh, and I do that too. Yeah. Like we just binge watched Breaking Bad again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I'm definitely vegging for sure. Um, yeah. I, I think that we don't give ourselves permission enough to do that until you reach kind of this next level. Mm-hmm. And for me, that came like my early thirties where it was like, no, no, you have permission to stop doing all the time. You right. can just be right. Right. And I think that is the like hyper productivity that as women, we feel like we have to do, 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 go, go, go. And we wear the hat of business owner, mom, wife, friend, daughter, all these things where you have to show up in all these different ways that unfortunately, sometimes we're like, well, did I earn my veg out time? Did I earn going to the beach and just sitting and being? Mm -hmm. And that was hard for me for a really long time. Right. In our interview, the first um, person that we're going to play for our podcast with interviewing, she really talks about that and choosing how to prioritize what to give your focus and energy to in order to have that balance and how even sometimes just taking that quiet time is beneficial. Um, and that is still even work a lot of times. So I, every evening I take my kids out on a walk Mm -hmm. and I do my best thinking during that time, Mm -hmm. even though I'm still like communicating with them, you know, how as women, we can have like two things happening in our Mm -hmm. brain at the same time. So I'm still communicating with them, engaged with them, singing songs, looking at the trees and animals, but I do my best thinking during that time. So it's still work, but my kids are not seeing me in front of a computer or screen. Right. So it's like a flow state almost being out in nature, I think does that for us oftentimes. Right. So, yeah, so that's a little bit about us. I'm sure we will approach some more details Mm -hmm. about who we are and all of kind of our specialties and how our different Enneagrams and pros and cons can be beneficial to everyone else's business, um, as well as having all the guests on. And we look forward to bringing you our podcast every Monday and we hope you enjoy it. Please reach out to us on social media. Yeah. You can find us at she's the boss podcast on Instagram and our website is she's the boss.org. So come follow along and we will have, um, you know, announcements there on new podcasts and who's coming on and, um, just tips, tools, tricks. Yeah. And if you're a boss lady and would like to be on, feel like you can add some value to this as well, please reach out to us. We would love to get you on the schedule and kind of see, we talk about superpowers, what your superpower is. And so if your superpower is time management or building a team or whatever it may be, that is business or balance with family related, then we would definitely love to have you on to our podcast and give some value back into all of these other, um, boss women out there. Yes. So thank you also, so much. Wait, yes. Sarah, what? <laughs> we forgot to talk about our little extra that will be 
on the podcast. Oh, okay. How? And we will announce more about this later. Yes. But every time Sarah and I get together, Sarah gets a mimosa and I get coffee. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, wouldn't it be great to have coffee and mimosas mm-hmm. and invite a couple of other people on the podcast for some kind of off-topic conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll explain how that's going to happen, but this will span farther than just women in business. This will be if you are a woman in your 20s to 40s, 50s, if you are a mom, you know, if you are a woman, you will find these conversations stimulating and relatable. So we'll announce more about that, but just be prepared that there's going to be a little something extra in here with some coffee and mimosas. So if you like those things too, mm-hmm. you can grab one and you can listen to the podcast unless of course you're driving. And then I don't recommend that unless it's just coffee. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and let's be clear when we record these podcasts, you always have water and I always have coffee. <laughs> yeah. So there is, we're going to have to, yeah. But, um, yeah, that'll be a fun addition and definitely bring more people on and, and have some yeah good and- stimulating conversation, right? That's what this is about community and, and good conversation about things and ideas. Absolutely. Well, we look forward to having you all listen and engaging with all of you. Thank you so much. Bye guys. <laughs>